Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is the Wikipedia page for Frog Fractions 2. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Victor Vernado, KSN. And I am Rachel Teichman, LMSW, reminding you to subscribe. Wonderful. Yes, everybody. Subscribe. Subscribe. One of us. One of us. So we're reading the Wikipedia page for Frog Fractions 2. And as a special treat... We have the creator of Frog Fractions 2, Jim Stormdancer. Welcome, Jim. Oh, hello. Hello. How's it going? Yeah, pretty good. Feeling pretty good. All right. So earlier, you didn't even know that Frog Fractions 2 had its own Wikipedia page. Yeah. I, last I had checked, it was part of the main Frog Fractions page. But I'm, oh. I'm also excited to see that they have updated my name to my married name because that was wrong for a long time. Oh, it was wrong for a long time? What was it before? Well, for a long time, my name was Jim Crawford. Um, and then I changed it to Jim Stormdancer, but it was still Jim Crawford everywhere. Like, all the games journalists still had me as in their contact list you know, mm. as Jim Crawford. And so they published all the articles about me. Anyway. All right. Well, congratulations on having your real name out there. And Thank you. let's get started. Frog Fractions 2 is a sequel to the free browser-based game Frog Fractions, which was developed by independent game studio Twinbeard, founded by Jim Stormdancer. Stormdancer used an extended alternate reality game ARG as part of the game's announcement and subsequent development, tying the release of the game to the success of the players completing the ARG's puzzles. Frog Fractions 2 
was revealed to have been released on December 26, 2016, after players completed the ARG, though its content was hidden within the game Glitter Mitten Grove, a secondary game developed by Craig Timpany, a friend of Storm Dancer, and released without much attention a few weeks prior to the ARG's completion. So you guys must have planned this quite a bit in advance, I'm guessing. It kind of came together at the end. Um, oh, I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was completely wrong. Yeah, I started it because I wanted to just, it was just a way to keep people's attention. And then I quickly realized that like, I can't run an ARG and also make a video game at the same time because they're both full-time jobs. So like the game itself, like the executable that I also shipped, I started the ARG with basically no plan, except what I had launched with, which was a bunch of disparate puzzles. Uh, and it ended up being taken over by uh, two fans independently, Erica Newman and Justin Bortnick, who both had the free time to, although I don't know how they had the free time because they were both doing like their dissertations. Um, <laughs> but they both made the time to design the ARG. But the whole thing about the ARG, like leading to the release of the game, that wasn't a, that wasn't a plan, planned ahead. That was me racking my brain for, I need some way to have a satisfying ending for this whole thing. <laughs> And I eventually realized that, like, okay, I can pretend that I would never have released the game if you hadn't solved all these puzzles. That's really funny because I'm sure a lot of people think that it was meticulously planned out. And, you know, <laughs> I'm sure most people believe that you had a wall full of photos and strings tacked to the photos going back and forth. I'm sure. Yeah, no, that was the fans. The fans yeah. did that. And we used their postulations like they were like, oh, I bet the art will go this way on the message boards and we would read it and be like, oh, that's a great idea. Let's do that. You you made fan theories real. That's, a, yes. oh, that's great. I love that. <laughs> Rachel, why don't you read about gameplay? Gameplay. Frog Fractions 2 is primarily presented through Text World, a text-based adventure game similar to Zit. Z-Z-T. Yeah. Players move throughout the world, solving puzzles and completing various mini-games in order to further progress. Examples as such mini-games include a text adventure set within the Divine Comedy, a 3D Obama shaving simulator, a 2D version of the game was used during the ARG, and a text-based simulated multiplayer online battle arena game. The game also allows players to import their saved game from Mass Effect 2, which Storm Dancer says is part of a larger puzzle. That's intense. So has anybody figured out what that what importing their games is? And is that a true puzzle? Uh, yeah, I mean, and that was also a case of me like, I've got this idea for a joke. I'm going to let you import your Mass Effect save. And I implemented that. And then like a year later, I'm like, OK, I have to make this pay off somehow. <laughs> and I figured out a way to to make it into a puzzle. Uh, and it's a really it's really a puzzle. And some like super hardcore fans have solved it. And oh. I, I presume the reason that the sentence is on this page is that I must have phrased it in a way that makes it sound portentous, but I was just answering somebody's question mm -hmm. about like what does does this lead to anything? And I was like, yeah, it leads to a larger puzzle because I didn't want to I didn't I didn't say what the puzzle was because I didn't want to spoil it for that person. 
How does it feel like it to have created something that people come through with like a fine tooth, like people are just sifting through every bit of information that you put out there? It's very intense. There was one point where I, as part of the ARG, I, um, I met with a couple of players in real life and some friends and I acted out a skit where I get arrested by time travelers. But before that, I gave one of them my business card <laughs> and my business card, he was like, it looks like there's clues on this thing. And he luckily he asked me for permission to like, can I sit, give this to the ARG players? And I was like, okay, actually, no, this has my phone number on it. <laughs> and my friend Craig, who uh, made Glittermitten Grove, was, was also doing sort of an argy thing where he pretended not to exist. Like when Prest contacted him about his involvement with, <laughs> yeah. with Frog Fractions 2, he was just, yeah, like, I don't, I'm just Jim, Jim again. I don't actually exist. And started to like go down the road of, okay, I'm going to make this into an arg where people discover that I actually do exist. And then he realized that like, wait, I'm asking, like, I'm asking people to dox me. Like this is, it gets it can get really intense nowadays uh, artists are kind of expected to engage with you in a parasocial way like as a person and if you're dealing with arg type stuff it can very easily bleed over into your personal life yeah i bet it's very easy i was actually reading an article about targeted individuals people who connect with each other and all they see is conspiracies and puzzles everywhere and so right. if a mix between that and your fans, I think, is uh, probably what is close to the fringe of Frog Fractions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think that like QAnon and groups like that are like very much the same phenomenon as people getting involved in ARGs and getting excited about about puzzles. I, I can only wish they spent their time on ARGs instead. <laughs> <laughs> Development. Following the 2012 release and surprise success of Frog Fractions, Jim Stormdancer did not have immediate plans for a sequel and instead worked on the mobile title Gunhouse for the development studio Necrosoft. During that time, ideas about what Frog Fractions 2 might be started to come to mind. <laughs> and by January 2014, I had enough of the game planned out to start development. However, Stormdancer was less concerned about its development and more about keeping the same surprising nature that Frog Fractions had. Around this time, he came up with the idea of hiding the identity of what Frog Fractions 2 would be until it was actually released. This led to three months of work to develop a pitch video for Kickstarter as to obtain funding for the game. Several friends helped him to film and star in this production. The Kickstarter campaign launched in March 2014, and Stormdancer wrote in its pitch that Frog Fractions 2 would be a weird ride I would release someday under a different name, leaving it up to players to actually find the game themselves. The Kickstarter was successfully funded in April 2014 with $72,107 pledged from 2,571 backers, exceeding the planned $60,000 goal. That pretty accurate? Uh, yeah. Yep. Oh, that's good. All, you know, that's all true. Uh, also, when whenever we read pages with people and like people are quoting their like opinions on things, it's usually yeah. usually a little bit wonky. But I'm glad it's accurate. I feel like I talked to the press so much about this game like frog fractions 2 was a real lightning in a bottle moment like in terms of video game marketing mm -hmm. the game itself was not such a big hit unfortunately <laughs> but my story is extremely well documented in the game's press so it makes sense that this would be uh 
all pretty much correct, at least as far as I'm concerned. Nice. Full development work started in April 2014. Stormdancer had used a similar approach he took from the first Frog Fractions in that he built each section as an extension of the previous section. He already had a number of small game prototypes that he planned to incorporate into the final game. One of these was called an ASCII-based TXT world, which would become the central hub for Frog Fractions 2. TXT world was inspired by ZZT, Deadly Rooms of Death, and Insanity, with Storm Dancer citing these as obscure games few had heard of, but that he loved. He recognized that TXT World would serve well as the hub, letting his other mini games branch off from it and added flavor elements of The Legend of Zelda atop it. On advice from Tim Ambrogi, who had helped test both Frog Fractions, Storm Dancer added dynamic elements to TXT World that let the player gain access to more parts of the game, such as a sword to help cut through bushes, blocking paths. Early on in development, Storm Dancer knew that he wanted to release Frog Fractions 2 hidden within a city building style game called Glitter Mitten Grove, which was developed by Storm Dancer's friend Craig Timpany and alongside Frog Fractions 2. In contrast to Frog Fractions 2, Glitter Mitten Grove did not require any narrative, making it easy to focus on its gameplay. As Storm Dancer assembled more of the mini games for Frog Fractions 2, he recognized he was lacking a narrative. His co-developer Justin Bortnick suggested they could use the tutorial character they designed for Glitter Mitten Grove as the protagonist for Frog Fractions 2. Though they did develop a story arc for this character that was ultimately dropped, they still found that her presence as a persistent narrator within Frog Fractions 2 helped to tie all the minigames together. So in the previous paragraph, it said that I used a similar approach from the first Frog Fractions uh, building each section on top of the previous section. That's that's actually wrong. Um, oh, right. There we go. That's the juicy stuff. Yes, yeah, good. <laughs> Suck it, Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> The, what happened was I didn't have like Glitterman Grove didn't exist for like at least a year into development. And so there was no initial scenario to build off of. So what mm -hmm. I did instead was I built a bunch of individual mini games with no overarching theme and just was like, it would be funny if there was a, a game where you were a space Marine and your roommate was an alien and you were trying to get him to move out. <laughs> um, that sort of thing. And then I had to figure out like, okay, how do I take all these mini games and, and make them into an adventure that you go on? And the two biggest tools were using text world as the hub where you find each mini game within text world and then you get items from the mini game that you pull back into text world and use. And the other was narratively using the tutorial character from Glitterbitten Grove as it turns out, like we we were working on a storyline, but it turns out I'm way better at writing jokes than stories. <laughs> so I just wrote a bunch of jokes for her instead. But like just her presence in the game, it went a long way towards making it all feel cohesive. But yeah, like I, I still feel like that's the weakest part of the game is that like Frog Fractions, the original, is like a road trip. It's like a buddy comedy. Uh -huh. And this game is more like a dream that you have, which has its own appeal. But I feel like a lot of the people who 
wanted something more like the first game. We're disappointed by that. Do you want to read the next paragraph? Oh, yes. Storm Dancer had anticipated the game to be done by August 2015, but had not completed it by that point. Adult Swim Games helped to provide Storm Dancer with about 18 additional months of funding to complete the game. Well, that's nice of them. (laughs) Well, what's the word for this? We had a contract and they had this word. You know, you have this problem where like there's a word and you know what the word is, Uh but but you can't quite find it in your head. Word retrieval. Yes. Anyway, for lack of a better term, they had reasons to help. Got it. They had reasons to help. They had motivation. <laughs> they had motivation. The motivation was that they were hoping the game would sell a lot of copies and that they would make a bunch of money. All right. Uh, I can't. I wonder what the word is you're looking for. I thought it was motivation. I was wrong. I'm gonna. I'm gonna think of this in like half an hour. Just blurt it out. I can't wait. Alternate reality game and release. The development of Frog Fraction 2 was accompanied by two multiple-year ARG gaining much media attention. Storm Dancer had often referred to what would be released as Frog Fractions 2, the game, as Frog Fractions 3, envisioning the ARGs as Frog Fractions 2 and a game in and of itself. Large coordinated efforts of players worked together to try to decipher the elements of the ARG. One ARG involved hiding parts of Frog Fractions 2 within several different indie games on Steam, including Crypt of the Necrodancer, The Magic Circle, Quadrilateral Cowboy, Duskers, Firewatch, and Moon Hunters, where different parts of an eye sigil graphic was found, directing players to find a portion of a map within the game, which eventually pointed to real-life locations. Storm Dancer credits 31 different developers for their help in this portion. Storm Dancer ran this ARG and used relationships with developers he met at game developers conferences to work on inserting Frog Fraction 2 related material into their games. Storm Dancer had found some independent developers had included the sigils without his request in their games, making these games red herrings within the community. Oh my God, they said it. They said the name of one of our episodes, Red Herring. (laughs) Go check it out. You've said the secret word. (laughs) that's a peewee herman reference for anybody who missed it i got it i know you did within the community trying to decipher the puzzle which he found helped to deepen the mystery akin to an urban legend he had initially planned to have the sigil arg lead to a map image that would provide a password that the player could apply within glittermitten grove to decrypt the frog fractions too but Feltless forced players to examine the executables of the indie games for art information and opted for a different approach, eventually deciding to only have Glittermitten Grove update once a milestone in the ARG was met. So your sigil became kind of like the uh, Wilhelm scream. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was really fun. The players didn't know for over a year that these two ARGs were actually the same ARG which I love. I, I love that like they had completely separate entries on like the Game Detectives wiki. If you make Frog Fractions, you tend you just make a bunch of friends apparently at GDC because people want to meet you. And so I used like I, I knew a bunch of people who were making cool games, and I was like, "Do you want to be part of Frog Fractions too?" And almost everybody said yes. That was very very cool, very fun. Some people were just like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> the no. people. The people. The people who said no were more like, well, 
I'm really busy or like, I'm not going to ship until after you ship Mm. that sort of thing. Like, of course they could have been just being polite for all I know. Well, actually no one person. And this actually, I agree. uh I, um, I tried to get the sigil into outer wilds. Um, (laughs) and I agree like outer wilds is so meticulously constructed that it really wouldn't work for it to be like, it it is, it's kind of its own arg. Mm -hmm. And so adding clues for a separate art would really confuse things. So it really had to be uh, its own thing entirely. Which no, makes I understand. Sense. I absolutely understand. It's now time for us to take a quick break for people to listen to a message that supports Wikilist. And I hope you don't mind. Okay. Everybody. Thanks for listening to that message, supporting Wikilist. And you're great. Yeah. Thanks. Wiki listeners. Awesome. All right. Next paragraph is yours, Jim. The more narrative-driven ARG was initially created by Stormdancer before being handed off to be run by Justin Bortnick, who also served as a writer on the video game. This ARG, initiated by the Kickstarter pitch video, focused on the idea of time travel and centered on the story of the Resistance, a group that was manipulating timelines to prevent an existential threat called the Decay from destroying their world and our timeline. Bortnick wrote the ARG's narrative alongside the story they were building for Frog Fractions 2, and described that at one point they had considered using the name Fairies vs. Badgers instead of Glitterman Grove, but dropped that title, requiring him to drop a plot line regarding Badgers from the ARG. <laughs> uh, I just this, uh, this is an aside here. This is not on Wikipedia, but it should be. The reason we changed the name from Fairies vs. Badgers is that Badgers got cut for scope. Ah, I get it. I understand. I just did a project recently where I, I had the... A lot of things are out of scope. I, I plan too much. I get it. <laughs> yeah. uh, as the release of the video game neared, Bordning was producing less content for the ARG, and he and Stormdancer were considering ending it. Near the same time, one of the ARG's players, Erica Newman, a PhD ecologist from the University of California, Berkeley, won a box of clues from an ARG event centered around Indicade. She received the box in person from Stormdancer and jokingly offered to write additional ARG content without involving other developers with the goal of keeping players interested and in further developing the fictional universe of the ARG. Stormdancer encouraged this, believing this kept the chaotic spirit of Frog Fractions. Newman brought in two others, Justin Melvin and Micah Edwards, to help with puzzle development. At least six musicians and musical groups were brought in to write original music, and Newman created all art and remaining story elements for the ARG. As Newman's branch of the ARG started getting attention, it was agreed that she would run out the rest of the ARG. She, Melvin, and Edwards then created content that introduced new st- characters and plot lines, spanned websites like Facebook and YouTube, and incorporated physical puzzles. At the ARG's conclusion, Newman tied her story to Bortnick and Stormdance's original ARG content as a lead-up to the game's release. Wow, she really uh, put her foot in it. That's nice. <laughs> yes, it was very helpful. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's amazing. Yeah, is she helping you along with uh, Frog Fractions 3? Okay, so the numbering is completely messed up. Yeah, it's like Lunar Part 6 over there. The the executable that I shipped after this uh-huh. did not involve Erica. But oh. it also didn't involve an ARG. So. Okay. So the executable that you shipped was Frog Fractions 3? Uh, that's what I call it. So the, the executable that is available on Steam as Glitterbin Grove, uh-huh. uh, I call it Frog Fractions 3. Uh-huh. Frog Fractions 2 is arguably the ARG... And then the hat DLC for the Frog Fractions remaster is Frog Fractions 4 and maybe also Frog Fractions 5, depending on how you count it. Uh-huh. 
Uh, but I don't begrudge anybody for using any numbers to refer to any of these games. But are like your are your fans waiting for something that is like Frog Fractions three on the marquee? Aren't they waiting for that? Uh, no, I think that would be disappointing. Like, oh, <laughs> well, because the premise of Frog Fractions is that it's a mystery where okay. someone sends you this game, you don't know why they're sending it to you. It looks boring, but you play it and you discover there's a bunch of cool stuff in here and it's a fun ride. And that disparity of your experience, of what your expectation and your experience is the point of the game. So for the Kickstarter, I couldn't just ship a game called Frog Fractions 2 because then there would be no disparity. There would just be like, oh, I'm expecting a weird ride and I got a weird ride. Uh -huh. So I knew that I had to call it something else. Like, And I promised this explicitly in the Kickstarter as part of the premise of the project. It was that this will not be called Frog Fractions 2. It will be called some other thing. And so I think calling it Frog Fractions 2 would have been a disappointment, even though it probably would have sold like five times as many copies, unfortunately for me. And then for the next sequel, which ended up shipping as the Frog Fractions Hat DLC, I released the original game remaster just as like, here's Frog Fractions again, go play it again. It's still free. It's still, it's the exact same thing you remember, but now it's in 4K resolution. That's pretty cool. Um, but also <laughs> you can buy this hat and your frog will wear a hat. Uh, and that turns That's out to be- That's the most important part. Right. And that turns out to be the actual sequel. Awesome. I am still looking for Frog Fractions 3 on the marquee, but that's just because I'm old school. Uh, the, the ARG was solved after two years and eight months in late December 2016. Players of the ARG found clues to a physical location where a box with a button labeled FF2 and a key switch was found, as well as to a real-life Escape the Room game where players found the matching key. The key was shipped to the box recoverer and was triggered on December 24th, 2016. Once triggered, Glitter Mitten Grove was updated with the Frog Fractions 2 content. Newman said that they had set some of the narrative that activating the box would release the decay and had suggested the option of destroying the box to prevent this. Newman said they had no backup plan were the box to be destroyed because she was confident that the ARG players would release the game no matter what the cost as was introduced through the narration to them. That makes sense. <laughs> so yeah, that we knew that players players will definitely destroy the world in order to play this game they've been waiting for. Back when they used to make movies like in the 50s, which had like two endings and the audience could vote on the good ending and the bad <laughs> ending, they all they never shot the good one. They always they only shot the bad one because they knew the audience would vote on the hero dying. Or it's very funny. Yeah. The large update to Glitter Mitten Grove and its content was eventually discovered by players a few days later. Those that backed the Kickstarter could contact Stormdancer for Steam Keys if they could tell him the hidden location of game following the activation of the box, though they were encouraged to keep the reveal quiet until more players had found the hidden game. Stormdancer had retrospectively stated he considers the ARG itself to be Frog Fractions 2, with the game being Frog Fractions 3. Oh, I should have just read this sentence before I questioned you. He <laughs> <laughs> should, should have just waited. Should have just waited. All right, last paragraph is all yours, Jim. Reception. 
Frog Fractions 2 itself has received mixed reviews, with reviewers noting that the anticipation of a Frog Fractions sequel has potentially diminished the surprise element that made the predecessor as popular as it was. Writing for Polygon, Janine Hawkins wrote that Frog Fractions 2 feels more concerned with its own irreverence than with being outright surprising. Jeffrey Matuliff for Eurogamer wrote that the game is stretched too thin with a more predictable formula that robs it of the, its predecessor's more purposeful pace. Darren Nakamura of Destructoid noted that without the element of surprise, Frog Fractions 2 is just a collection of mostly bad minigames. Burn. <laughs> Reception for the alternate reality game was more positive and the ARG appeared on several best of 2016 lists on websites such as Vice's Waypoint and Giant Bomb. Well, at least it ended on a high note. Yeah, the, the critical reception is is always hard because I think the mentions that they lean toward are always bad critical reception. But then again, yes. if you want to make something as big as Frog Fractions and Frog Fractions 2, you know there's going to be dissension. There's no way everybody's going to love everything if you make something huge like you did. Yeah, but I w- it would have been nice if like any of the scored reviews were good. That, you know what? You've got to get your fans to update Wikipedia. <laughs> get them get them on the topic and just make it a clue. Make it a clue, and then it'll be rapid updating. Yeah. I, I'm not releasing a new Frog Fractions game until the Frog Fractions 2 Metacritic gets up there. I want at least a 90%. I feel like you might be able to make that happen by how <laughs> adamant your fans are about uh, finding new content and information. By the way, thank you so much for being part of this. Yeah, my pleasure. It was our pleasure as well. It was awesome. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. This has been the Wikipedia page for Frog Fractions 2 with special guest Jim Stormdancer. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media at Wikilisten, except for Twitter, which is at wiki underscore listen. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Yeah, smash (laughs) it, everybody. And remember, if there's a Wikipedia page you want us to read, ask us. We'll read it. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.